girls, Christy Shute here, and you're listening to another episode of the Rooted Girls Podcast. Thanks so much for listening and for turning us on today. We're glad you're here, and I want to introduce to you guys our Rooted Leader guest that's with us today, my sister, Shelby Morrison. Hey, Shelby. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yes, of course. We're glad you're back. Shelby did an episode um, with us probably yes. back in August, July time, so glad to have you back on the podcast, Shelby. Glad Welcome. Glad to be here. Awesome. And Shelby, actually, for our whole family, but especially Shelby, has some new updates, new things going on in life, some exciting news. <laughs> yeah, I just had a baby um, one week ago. I had my baby girl on the 30th of January, Brooklyn Faith Morrison, and she's just been such an answer to prayer, such a huge blessing and me and my family's lives. So it's been a really exciting week. Yeah. So she became a mom. No big yeah. deal. <laughs> so Shelby just kind of stepped into a brand new season of life. And really, it's been such an exciting and fun time for our whole family. So since my sister's a mom, that means I'm an aunt. <laughs> so you yes. guys can start addressing me by Aunt Christy if you see me around town. <laughs> but yeah, so super exciting time for our family and super exciting new season for Shelby and my brother-in-law, Bryce, that they're stepping into. We're so happy for them. And you guys Guys, follow us on social media if you want. But Brooklyn, my new niece, looks like a baby doll. <laughs> She's pretty cute. <laughs> She's like perfect. So she is. So yeah, we're thrilled. But anyways, welcome again. We're so glad you guys are listening into another episode of our podcast. We're on episode 15, and I am especially excited about the topic and the question that we're going to be answering today. And it's February now. Crazy. We're already a month over a month into 2020, and a lot of times on podcasts or on sermon series or messages you listen to in the month of February, I don't know about you, but I feel like a lot of people talk about the topic of love yeah, <laughs> or the topic of relationships, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up, all that stuff. But um, we're kind of going to switch gears here and not necessarily talk about relationships or love. We actually did a series on that, um, and Shelby was actually on one of those episodes. We did a five-episode um, relationship series back in July and August. August of 2019. So if you're looking for that, you can go listen to those episodes. But this month, February 2020, we're actually going to kind of switch gears and we're going to talk about loving the season you're in today. So not necessarily relationships or that kind of love, but loving where you're at in life in the place God has you and how you can do that no matter what your season looks like, no matter what circumstances look like, no matter what time of life you're in, how you can love your season and just be content and just happy and joyful right where God has you. So that's what we're answering today. And again, just to remind you guys, we created this podcast to answer your questions, questions that you've submitted really about anything about life or faith or just what you're going through. That's what the podcast is for, to answer your questions and to help navigate you guys through this journey called life. And, you know, Shelby and I and all of the leaders that are on this podcast, we don't have all the answers, but we'll always do our best to point you towards biblical truth and to give you just our best advice from circumstances and experiences that we've had throughout our lives. And we'll always do our best to point you towards the Bible and what, what it says. So you ready to jump in today, Shelby? I'm ready. Great. Well, allow me to introduce today's question. And like I already mentioned, we're talking about the topic of loving your season and just enjoying where you're at in life. And you know, that is a lot easier said than done. So here's yeah. a question that one of our Rooted Girls asked. That's our question for today's episode. It says, how can I enjoy where I'm at in life if it's not really a season I want to be in? And then another question that goes along with that says, how can I become content when I'm waiting for something to happen and I'm not sure if it ever will? Very good yeah. questions. 
Very good. And I don't know about you guys, but I know I've definitely asked these in my life multiple times throughout my life. And yeah, definitely. So I am like extremely pumped about talking about <laughs> this topic of loving your season because life is filled with so many different seasons. Some are good, some are maybe not as good, some are bad, you know, some are hard, some are just easy and joyful. Life is filled with many different seasons. And kind of my initial thoughts and reaction to this question, especially the first question of how can I enjoy my life um, if it's not really a season that I want to be in, I just want to kick off today's episode with reading a verse um, actually from Philippians that I think that Paul says that I think has a lot to do with being content in the season of life that you're in. And just to give you some context, Paul wrote this passage in Philippians from sitting in a prison cell. So I don't know about you guys, I've never been to prison personally, (laughs) but I don't think prison sounds like a very fun place to be. So, but this is what Paul wrote from his prison cell. And if you want to ever look it up, it's um, Philippians 4, 11 through 13. I just wanted to kind of kick off this episode with this, and it's in the message version. And it says, actually... I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. I've learned to be quite content whatever my circumstances, or you could say here, whatever my season. I'm just as happy as with little as with much, with much as with little. I've found the recipe for being happy, whether full or hungry, hands full or empty, whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. So I love that passage and I read the message version because I think it really applies to this question and this whole topic Mm -hmm. of loving the season that you're in um, because obviously Paul was kind of going through a tough season. And I don't, like I said, I don't think prison sounds like a fun place to be, but he said, no matter what my circumstances are, no matter what season I'm in, I've learned the secret to becoming content because his identity and who he was was so wrapped up in Christ. And he was going with God. He was doing things for God. So even though he was in a season that was tough and not a very fun place to be, he knew ultimately everything was going to be okay. And he had what he needed because he had Jesus and his identity was just so wrapped up in the Lord. And it says, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. So his whole identity, his life was just wrapped up in God and who he was in the Lord and the things of God. And that was Paul's main focus. That was Paul's main focus when he was preaching to a huge crowd and when he was sitting in a prison cell in not a great place. So I just wanted to share that verse with you guys to just encourage us, good seasons, bad season, whatever season you're in, if you're wrapping up your identity and who you are in the Lord and you're saying like, yeah, this isn't a very fun time, but God's got my back. I'm going with God. I know who I am in him. Everything's going to be okay. I think that's a secret to becoming content no matter what's going on around you um, that Paul was talking about here, the secret to being content is just finding yourself completely and totally in the Lord. Yeah. And then um, I think with that second part of that question, how can I become content um, when I'm waiting for something to happen and I'm not sure if it ever will, that I think we've all been there when we're waiting for something and when we're praying for something to happen and we're just not sure if it's ever going to happen right. or you know, if it does, if it's, is it going to be months, weeks, years, you know, it's tough. It's very, very hard to do. And I think we've all gone through that and all struggle with that at some point or another in our lives. Oh, yeah. um, but that's where trusting God comes into p- the picture. You know, we really have to trust God during those times because 
even though we might think, you know, we want this and we want it now, mm-hmm. God's timing is not our timing. That's it's right. better. And God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Even though we don't know what he's doing, he mm-hmm. does and he's in control. And that, you know, has always comforted me when I'm going through those tough times and going through a waiting season is just to know and to trust that God has my future figured out. Mm-hmm. He knows what's best for me, even though I don't. So good. And I think it's so good that you really encouraged our reader girls to trust. And actually, there's this worship song. Maybe some of you have heard it. It's called New Wine. It's by Hill Song. But there's this one line in the song that just really hit me and marked me. And it says, when I trust you, I don't need to understand. Mm-hmm. And that actually, um, my word for this new year, I don't know if you guys pray for a word for the year, but my word for 2020 is trust. And there's a lot of situations and things in my life in a place, kind of a season I'm actually currently in, where sometimes I'm like, God, why do you have me here in this season? And I, I do question that sometimes, but then I always say, when I trust you, God, I don't need to understand. And above all yeah. else, like Shelby said, I trust God. I trust that he has my best interest in mind. I trust that he knows exactly what he's doing. I trust that he's working things out in ways behind the scenes that I can't even see. So yeah, maybe I don't always understand it, but I am trusting God fully with everything that I have. And I think that's just a great, great way to approach it for sure. So another, I just kind of wanted to jump in and talk about a couple practical things I do to just become content, even if I'm not necessarily in a fun season. And then Shelby and I know have some stories from our life that we'd love to share with you guys about seasons that we've been through when we weren't sure Mm -hmm. if what we were waiting on God for, trusting God for was going to work out and how he came through for us or maybe how we're still trusting. But just to start off here, a couple of things I do when I'm like finding myself in a season or a time in my life where I'm just not necessarily like happy (laughs) with where I'm at is, and this might sound so simple, but the first thing I would encourage you guys to do is just to pray. And I know I pretty much encourage that on most of these podcast (laughs) episodes, but give it to God. Because when you pray, you're inviting God to be a part of your life. You're inviting God into the situation. So just pray and say, and be honest with them and just say, you know, God, I don't necessarily like what I'm going through. I don't necessarily like where I'm at. Can you help me through this? Can you give me peace? Can you make me content even though I'm in a time in my life that I'm not super fond of right now? Can you change my heart, change my attitude, and make me content? And just pray and cast, just like the Bible says, cast all your cares upon God. So if you're in a tough time and a hard season, just say, God, help me out. I'm giving my cares to you. I really need you to intervene in this situation, give me peace, help me to love people, even Mm -hmm. when it's hard and circumstances around me, I shouldn't be loving people. And just let me fall after you in the midst of a tough season. And I've prayed prayers like that several times throughout my life. And God comes through every single time. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, really, when you're praying, I mean, like Christy said, you should be honest and tell God how you're feeling and that you're not content and ask him to help get you through it. But like she said, you're supposed to literally cast all your cares on him. So once you do pray those prayers, I mean, obviously continue to pray, but you really do need to, you know, this is a cliche saying, but you do need to let go and let God Mm -hmm. and just truly give it all to him. Because like I said earlier, he knows what's best, you know, he's got our future in his hands. So when you pray, be honest, tell him how you're feeling, but then let him do what he needs to do, you know, to get you there. Yeah, it's so good. And kind of quick story, like referring to the first question where how do I enjoy life and become content where I'm in a season that I don't really wouldn't choose to be in or don't necessarily want to be in. Quick story, you know, when I was in college, I um, I never dated anybody through high school at all. And I my mindset was always like, 
when I get to college, like I'm probably <laughs> going to meet the right person. And there's just going to be so many awesome guys. They went to ORU, a great Christian school. And I was like, there's going to be like, it's going to be like the bachelorette. Like there's going to be so <laughs> many to choose from. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. <laughs> Wasn't the case at all. But um, anyways, but my freshman year, my four closest girlfriends got either had a boyfriend or were seriously talking to a guy and it was like their boyfriend and I remember I was like wait a minute this was supposed to be my story (laughs) like coming off to college not theirs and it was to be honest with you it was tough like seeing my four closest girlfriends or you know trying to make plans with them being them being like oh well you know I'm hanging with so-and-so tonight. And it's like, oh man, where's my person? You know, kind of thing. So going off to college and having that idea in my head, like, oh, I'm going to meet the person right away. And it's going to be this awesome love story. Probably going to be married by the third year, (laughs) you know, didn't (laughs) happen at all. But um, that was in my head. So going there, that didn't happen for me, but it did happen for a lot of my closest friends freshman year. And to be completely honest, I did struggle a lot my freshman year and going into my sophomore year of college of like, God, like, why isn't that the season that I'm in? Why is it the season that a lot of my close friends are in? Like, I want to have that. You know, I've waited, like, all throughout my high school years. You know, I was faithful. I didn't date anybody. I was very cautious and trusted you with that whole section of my life. Like, why why is it not happening for me now? It should be happening, you know, for me now. It's the time. In my mind, it was. And so it was tough. And it wasn't necessarily a fun season seeing all my friends dating or having boyfriends and things. But in that season, like we just mentioned, I really clung to God and cast my cares upon him. And I remember before I would go to bed every night, especially in the beginning of my sophomore year of college, where it was getting kind of tough to not have a relationship and see all my close friends forming relationships and things. I would pray and I'd write in my prayer journal, like, God, please, I'm not feeling content in this area of my life. And I really want to be, make mm-hmm. me content. So I would pray that just about every night before I'd fall asleep. Yeah. And to be honest, some of those nights I was praying that crying, <laughs> you know, but it's mm-hmm. okay. I was being honest with God. I was being vulnerable. I was casting my cares upon him. And I was saying, God, I don't like feeling this way. Like I'm, it's not necessarily fun being in this season. I want to be in a different season, but Overall, I want to honor you and Mm -hmm. I want you to do what you want to do in my life. So just make me content right here, right now with where I'm at. And it is amazing how from the start of my second year, my sophomore year of college to the end of the year after praying that just about every night, how that was never even an issue for me anymore. And my word for that year is actually the word content and how God truly just transformed my heart and life and just made me so content in that area of my life. So all that to say, prayer is like honestly one of the most practical and just best things you can do when you're in a season where you're not feeling content. And when it's a tough season is just to say, God, here's how I'm feeling. Please change my heart, transform my mind, change my attitude towards this. And just like he did for me, I know he will for you too. Yeah, that's really good. Um, another thing I think that's just something practical that you can do to help stay content um, in a tough season is obviously you probably know what I'm going to say, is get into the Word and just read Mm -hmm. um, God's scriptures. I did that a lot when I was going through one of my toughest seasons. Um, I would just constantly read um, God's promises from His Word and like pray and trust and believe in those promises as I was reading them. And that really helped me because I was able to see, you know, times that God got people um, in the Bible through their tough seasons and their circumstances. And I would just pray that over my life and trust and believe, um, all the promises I read through scripture. Um, and then kind of going along with that, you know, like I said, 
it helped to hear about in the Bible how God came through for others. Um, I also would just, as I was praying and reading, I would remember all the times God has got me through tough seasons in the mm-hmm. past. And that helped me a lot too, you know, to think, remember when I was praying so hard for this and I didn't think it would ever happen. And then the timing that it happened was perfect and everything fell into place. Mm-hmm. You know, God's going to do that again. And I would just trust and believe that and look back at those times, you know, in faith that it'll happen again. That's so good. I love that. So yeah, praying, getting into the word, those are two of the most practical and just honestly best things you can do to become content or just more joyful um, in whatever season you're in, good or bad. And one other little very practical thing that I I do, actually now I do it every day. Um, if I find myself in a season where I'm not like necessarily loving my life, you know, <laughs> things aren't going necessarily bad, but they're not like amazing. And so there's some days where I can slip back into being discontent or being like, you know, God, why can't I be back where I was? Or why'd you pull me out of that? Or, or even looking into the future, like, why am I not where I want to be yet? You know, and that's when discontentment tends to creep in there when you're looking back or when you're looking forward and you're kind of not happy with the middle, you know, where you're at right now. So it's true. You know, a lot of times that happens, everyone can find themselves slipping back into those stages of discontentment. So one thing I do when I find myself slipping back into those those seasons of discontentment is I have a little journal that actually one of my first roommates gave to me. And it's on the cover. It just says, my grateful heart journal, I think is what it says, my grateful heart journal. And it just has little sections on each page where you just put the date at the top. And they're like, the pages are cut in half and you just write one thing you're grateful for every day. So every morning, now it's part of my morning routine and new year, new goals. I'm (laughs) hopping as 2020 came, I'm hopping back into more regularly doing that every day. But every day when I get up, I write the date and I write something I'm grateful for every single morning. And that just helps you start your day off with like an attitude of gratefulness, gratitude, saying like, I'm happy with where I'm at. And even if you're in a tough season where you, and sometimes there may be tougher seasons than others where it's hard to come up for things you're grateful for. Like mm-hmm. in a really fun, exciting, awesome season, it's easy to think of like 10 things off the top of your head that you love that you've got going on right now. But in harder seasons, sometimes it might take a minute for you to sit there and think of something that you're grateful for. But when you are intentional about doing that and just having that attitude of gratitude and actually writing it down, it's amazing how it just shifts your mindset and just shifts the trajectory of your entire day. So I've, I do that right now, you know, every morning and I just, and it takes like two minutes. You just write something you're grateful for. And it could be something like deep or it could just be like, oh, I'm thankful the sun's shining. You know, it's winter here in Michigan (laughs) where I am. And it's like, I'm thankful I see the sun, you know, peeking through the clouds. Or sometimes I'll wake up and I'll be like, man, I had a good night's sleep. I'm so thankful that I have a comfy bed, you know, or I'm grateful that I have a family. You know, I'm grateful that I have breakfast, food in my fridge, you know, just little things like that or big things. Um, but it's so important to be intentional about putting on an attitude of gratitude um, and just of gratefulness. And you'll be surprised if you start doing that, you'll start to find yourself becoming content no matter mm-hmm. if you're in a great season or a not so great season, for yeah. sure. So well, I would love for my sister just to kind of share a story from her life that I know the recent season she went through. That wasn't such a fun season, and but it was definitely a season where she really had to trust God through it. So, Shelf, if you yeah. just want to jump in. Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, um, I just had a baby girl, Brooklyn. Um, but getting to that point was probably the hardest season I've ever gone through in my whole life. Me and my husband really, really struggled to get pregnant for a year, right around a year. 
you know, when we decided we wanted to start trying to have a baby, I was not stressed. We were just trying and seeing where it would go. But then months went by and um, I knew that something was wrong with my body just with the way things were going. Um, So I went to the doctor, got checked out, and they diagnosed me with PCOS, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it's polycystic ovarian syndrome. Obviously not, you know, your ovaries are not working the way that they should work. And it's very, very difficult, sometimes impossible to get pregnant um, with PCOS. So I was devastated. I was crushed when I heard that. Because being a mom has been my dream since as long as I can remember. Even when I was a little girl, I would always say, I want to be a mom when I grow up. I want to be a mom. So that, you know, when I heard that, the devil started to creep in my mind and my thoughts and just said, like, this isn't going to happen for you. You know, you'll never be a mom. And those were lies. But it was, you know, I really, it was really tough to just rely on God and trust in him during that season. Because like I said, it did end up taking a right around a year Till we did get pregnant. And of course, you know, like Christy was saying with her friends during that time, you know, it was like everyone around me was announcing they were pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it was so it tough. That way. <laughs> yeah. It was so tough. Some of them were my closest friends. And I'm like, I am so happy for them. I truly am. But when's it going to be my turn? Mm-hmm. You know, and it was very hard to constantly go on Facebook and see pregnancy announcement after pregnancy announcement and just keep getting negative tests or bad news at each doctor appointment I went to. Um, So that was really hard. And through all that, like Christy had said earlier, I just prayed every day. And pretty much every time I prayed, I was crying out to God. Like I prayed without ceasing. You know, I trusted God's promises. I was reading his word and nothing seemed to work. So I was getting extremely, extremely discouraged But it really helped, you know, to, like I said, get in the verses, Mm -hmm. look at the promises that God had promised to, you know, those who love him, those who follow after his heart. There's a lot of verses, which we'll share some that helped us later, but that really I just clung to and they, they were the only Mm -hmm. thing that got me through it, you know, and I would just ask God every day to make me content during the waiting season Mm -hmm. and tell him, you know, I trust you. I trust your timing. I know I want it now, but yours is better than mine. So I trust you. And I just waited (laughs) and it was not easy. But another thing that also helped me during that season was talking to others who have gone through that situation. I read blogs of girls with PCOS who, you know, ended up having five kids and that was encouraging. Mm-hmm. And um, Christy actually got me a book that was called Mothers in Waiting. And it was story after story of women who have gone through infertility. And some of them had a great testimony with a baby of their own at the end. Some of them adopted, but all that was very encouraging to me through that season. And, you know, after everything, I did get pregnant and it was in God's perfect timing. I could not have planned it any better myself. And on top of all that, not only, you know, did I go through that hard season and end up ultimately getting what I wanted in God's perfect timing, but I truly believe that I went through that struggle and I went through that hard season in life to help others that are also going through that now. Because after I got pregnant and we announced our pregnancy, like a month later, I felt that I should share my testimony yeah. um, of getting diagnosed with PCOS and going through the hard season and being, you know, honestly really depressed a lot at that during that season. 
Um, so I just shared my story and I, at the end, I encouraged, you know, others who are going through that to just keep trusting God, just keep waiting. And the next day I had like two or three girls message me and reach out to me and say wow. they, they were going through the same exact thing. And then my testimony really spoke to them. Wow. And I still message a couple of them, you know, when they're having a hard time, they'll reach out to me and ask me for advice and, you know, I'll send them scriptures and I'll be praying for them. And one of them actually just posted the other day that she's pregnant. Wow, so that's awesome. Um, that's just, you know, I believe that everything happens for a reason. Even the hard times, God can work through them. Yeah. And he definitely worked through my story with my infertility journey and the PCOS. And now I have a great, beautiful baby as yeah. a testimony to that. And I'm wow. very, very blessed. Yeah. And I love the part you were saying about the testimony. And this kind of sounds cliche too, but a lot of tests that we go through do end up becoming a testimony. And like yeah. Shelby mentioned, you can use those to help and encourage somebody else. There's been so many tough situations or trials or whatever that I've been through throughout my life where I've been like, oh God, this is not a fun season or this is not a fun thing that I'm going through. Especially some things in high school that I've shared on this podcast or um, at conferences and things. And it's like, wow, I'm so glad now looking back that I went through that tough time because I've used that story in those tough moments to help and encourage so many other girls that are maybe younger than me and going mm-hmm. through the same thing. So again, like we said in the beginning, you truly just never know what God is doing. Like he always has the best in mind for us. He's always taking care of us. You know, there's seasons and like that second question, how do I wait or how do I trust on something if I don't even think it's ever going to happen? Like, what do I do? It's like, God knows what's best for us. So just like we said, we'll trust you even when we don't understand. And that's truly what Shelby did in her story. And, you know, God came through and I'm sure he will for you too. If you're in a tough season where you're waiting, clinging to him, trusting on him for something, um, just like I just said, just cling to him Mm -hmm. because those were some of the best times, like in the toughest seasons and the toughest moments of my life, like where I shared about that scenario when I was in college and kind of becoming discontent in the relationship area. Those were the moments I honestly drew the closest to God and my relationship with him just grew and grew and grew so much stronger. So in tough seasons and tough moments, you know, it might be tempting to run away from God or go the opposite way. But I just want to encourage you guys today to run closer to God, draw near to him because in the tough seasons, those are truly moments of opportunity where you could really grow leaps and bounds in your relationship with the Lord. Well, Shelby mm-hmm. mentioned she had a couple of scripture. I'd love for you to just share a couple of the scriptures that really encouraged you during that season of waiting that could probably encourage somebody else. Yeah. Um, my sweet mom actually <laughs> made me a whole list of um, scriptures for me to confess over my pregnancy um, when I was trying to get pregnant. So I have a whole bunch, but two of my favorites that... Um, I really clung to during that tough time was uh, Ephesians 3.20. It says, he is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think. Um, and my other one is Mark 11.24. Whatever you ask in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you and you will get it. So those were just very helpful for me to confess over the whole situation. You know, during the tough time, I would just confess that I'm going to get what I prayed for. God can do abundantly more than I can even imagine. Like, I don't even know what's coming. You know, it's going to be way better than what I thought, you know. So so good. those were very, very helpful for me during those times. So you have one of my favorites on the list. Actually, one that I always speak over myself and over my life when 
I'm maybe becoming discontent or when I'm waiting on things and I'm not sure when they're going to happen is um, Psalms 8411, where it says, no good thing does he withhold Mm -hmm. from those who do what is right. No good thing. So whenever there's moments where I'm creeping back into feeling discontent or being like, God, why hasn't this happened yet? I've waited. I've been so faithful. I say, but no good thing does he withhold from those who live uprightly. No good thing. That's a really good one. Remember that. But we're about to wrap up here in a couple minutes. And like I said in the beginning, I love this topic. Truly, I could talk about it all day long. But one final thought that I really want to leave you guys with is one of my absolute favorite quotes. And if you've listened to podcasts or if you've ever heard me share somewhere, I say my favorite quote a lot because I have a lot of favorite quotes. (laughs) But for real, one of my absolute favorite quotes is the quote, um, wherever you are, be all there. And it used, you know, it hangs on the wall and my office and in a frame. And I um, always say this to myself because me and everybody's personality is different. But me, I always, I've always been pretty future oriented. So when I was in high school, which maybe a lot of you listening are in high school, I would always think about the season after high school. Like I, like I said earlier, I can't wait to get to college because I'm going to get a boyfriend. Didn't happen. <laughs> but I would always think about the next season. Like, well, when I move off and go away to college, I want to do this. Or maybe God could use me to do this. I'm going to sign up for this. And just all the things I want to happen in my future. And um, when I was in college, I was thinking after, you know, what job I was going to have, what career I was going to get into. A lot of you know, I get the privilege of running a ministry called Kingdom Kids Homes. And I was dreaming and thinking about that all the time. And I was just so like in the future, like I can't wait for what's next. I can't wait for what's next, which that's a good thing. And there's absolutely no problem with dreaming and thinking about all the things God's going to do through your life. I hope you dream and have vision for your life and things, but it's so important to make sure we're balancing it out and we're not so focused on living in the future or even in the past, which I'm not necessarily a past person, but some people are always like, oh, I wish I could go back to that. I wish I could go back to that. And they're living in the past. Or you could be more like me where you're future oriented and always thinking about the next thing which is not bad, but we have to have a good balance and make sure we're not so about the next thing or living in the past where it's great to have good memories and things, but we have to make sure that whatever season we're in, we are all there and we're letting God use us in every which way, shape or form. So like I said, I'm more of a future oriented person. So I always have to keep myself in check and say, but I'm here right now. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing right yeah. now. I'm going to be all here. That's good. Even if I know I'm only in a place for like two years. It's like maybe you're in high school and you only have two years left. Or maybe you're in college and you only have two years left. Or maybe you're about to move from where you live in about a year or something. You know, I would say wherever I am, I'm here right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be all here. I'm going to give my all. I'm going to love people with everything I have. I'm going to pray and say, God, how can you use me with where I'm at? you know, right Mm now. A lot of you know, if you've listened to other episodes, but I recently made a big life move. I lived in Oklahoma the last eight years, and now I'm back in Michigan where I grew up and things. But I knew for a year before I moved away from Oklahoma that I was moving and I was stepping back from a awesome, you know, leadership role I had at a church. And um, I was kind of moving on to completely brand new season, completely brand new place in my life, um, which was exciting. scary too at times, but you know, exciting and things. So like I said, I think about the future a lot, but I made a promise to myself that for this last year that I'm living here, this last year that I'm serving at the church, this last year that I'm leading the Bible studies that I lead and things, I'm going to be all here and I'm going to enjoy this season because the truth is a season is a season 
and you're never going to get it back. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're in high school today listening to this and you're like, man, I want to follow after the things God has for me, all these dreams I have, but school's holding me back or high school's holding me back. You know, that sounds familiar because I thought about that a lot when I was in high school. But the thing is, God wants to use you right there in your high school, in the season you're in right now. He wants to do such incredible things through your life. So it's great to dream about what's to come and that day you're out of high school. But don't forget to be all there right where you're at in the season where you're at right now. So if you're in a good season or a bad season, I just want to leave you guys with this and encourage you wherever you are. Whatever season you're in, whatever it looks like, good or bad, be all there and say, God, I'm in a good season. I want you to use me. God, I'm in a not so great season. I want you to use me. God, I'm in a confusing season, kind of an in-between season. I want you to use me. And just sit back and watch because when you pray those prayers and when Mm -hmm. you make yourself available, he will show up and he will use you and do incredible things that completely blow your mind. So just wanted to leave you guys with that. Shelb, do you have any final thoughts? Um, no, really. I think that was great advice. Just live in the present, you know, be all there, pray for God to use you wherever you're at, pray for contentment if you're not content. Um, and then remember to use the practical steps we gave you guys like pray, get in the word, talk to others who are going through similar situations. Um, and just trust in God because he's going to come through for you. He always does. And he knows what's best. That's so good. So true. Well, girls, thanks again for listening. I hope you got something out of this episode. And I'll tag Shelby and I on social media. And if you guys have any other questions or follow-ups, something you want to talk about, something you need prayer for, you know, feel free to reach out to us. We're here for you guys. So we're so glad Mm -hmm. you tuned in today. We pray that you guys have an awesome week. We pray that you can just become content and just love the season you're in. Just a reminder, we release a podcast episode the first Friday of every single month. So look out for our next episode coming out the first Friday in March. Again, thanks for listening, girls. We love you and we pray you have an awesome week. Bye. Bye.